guys, Matt Palmer just told me it was our 102nd <laughs> podcast. And, or 102nd. I said second. That you doesn't did. make any sense. That's okay. It's fine. It's been a long day at work. I'm exhausted. But, and I was like, well, why didn't we do anything exciting for our 100th podcast? I mean, I, you know, I'm not one to celebrate those kind of anniversaries. Like, you're like, it's been 13 weeks since I've done this. Let's celebrate. And it's not really my vibe. Well, you just don't, I guess you just don't like a celebration. I guess you just don't like I, to have fun. I do like celebrations. I love having fun. But I just, you know, it, eh, there's other stuff going on. Do we really have time to like have a special earnest 100th episode? No. Yeah, I don't know what we could have done. Exactly. For, do you know every time I like number, because I label all the, when I edit the two game mats videos, like yeah. all the numbers Oof. of the podcast. And I'm just like, like I think the next one is gonna be like three hundred and forty sixth or forty fifth. Jesus or something Christ! Videos that that's we've a done. lot of videos. That's a I lot know. of video. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> life just goes by, it guys. Really it just goes by. It really does. <laughs> Back to the Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. Here we are again, another week. It's the last week of June. Yes. I was outside today and I forgot to put sunblock on my arm. Oh no. I know so I'm all itchy and like oh. running a little warm and hot and everything. Oh, I'm sorry. So I know it's devastating, but I'll make it through. But I felt like you were at your job for a lot of the day. Did you have to be outside at your job? Yeah, today I oh. saw my friend Carolyn from high school. Was she here? She was here. I heard her. Those were the voices you heard. I heard some voices. I was yes. I was doing some day job work actually myself on a Sunday, which is disgusting, but I was also mm. listening to Next to Normal, mm. and then during a pause, I was like, "Oh, was someone else out there?" Yeah. Oh well, I'll just we heard that. Along. <laughs> we, yeah, we heard because um, it was she and her boyfriend were here. They uh, live in Boston. She's my one of my best friends from high school, oh. uh, but her boyfriend is from here, oh. from Orange County, and so they're in the LA area. Oh, Orange for, County, someone's for rich a little bit. I mean, well, I don't know his did the details <laughs> of his life. I've I, only I met him learned. twice. I already know. <laughs> um, but so so yeah, uh, we had fun. We walked outside, and I didn't, and uh, we. Oh. Got uh, I forget what it's called. We're like the pancake fish, oh. uh, the like little like the pancakes shaped as fish, and there's like filling inside. Of course, you don't do anything in our town, which is like where there's like the best Japanese delicacies. Wow, okay, so, offensive. Go on. <laughs> you're always just like, oh, I'm gonna go out to eat, but nowhere where we live. I mean, you know, I feel like it's just not my. I I I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like noodles, and like you yes. know, I don't feel about. That's I don't like noodles. Ridiculous. Like, it doesn't do anything. But for yeah, me. so we. Live in a part of town where there are a lot of like great Asian restaurants and like fun Asian desserts and this one place I forget what it's called but it has like uh, these like pancakes that are in the shape of fish with their mouths open it's not B-Sweet is it? no not B-Sweet oh, B-Sweet's yeah. great and I have been yeah. there hello thank you I actually you. have not been to B-Sweet uh, well there you go okay. eat a dick bitch I go places <laughs> um, so this lady there uh, they put like filling uh, inside the pancake and then uh. they put like ice cream inside of it so it's like a cone kind of but it's a pancake fish okay um, so we went there and it was a lot of fun it was great I haven't seen her in like four years wow. so it was wonderful seeing her what else like oh this week I was on set again for yes. like the big thing I booked we love the big thing and that was lovely that yes. was really fun a very easy day on set I my call time was at noon and it was like yes I love that um, as opposed to like seven in the morning yes noon is better noon is much better yes and so that was a lot of fun and oh god what else did I do this week mm. um, I got a new commercial agent that's great that was fun we love commercial we agents love that and um, I don't know what did you do this Week. Well, you and I both had a fun interview that will air later, uh, oh, last yeah. at the end of last week, uh, and we also have scheduled an interview. When we, we don't do this kind of interview things, but we have an interview for this podcast next week. We're gonna have a special guest for our 103rd episode. Yes, for our, celebrating our 103rd episode, there's gonna be a lovely special guest who you all, I'm sure, know and I'm sure love. So that'll be exciting. Yes. Um, over this past week, what did I do? Uh, well, I went to brunch today, and that mm-hmm. was great. I went to this place uh, called Larchmont Bungalow. Something. Cute. <laughs> yeah. It was very cute, and it was it had a really good uh, red velvet pancake, which I wasn't really a pancake at all, and like I just thought of it as a cake with cream cheese in it because that's what it was. It's excellent. So I we both bite. today have eaten pancakes that are not really pancakes. Exactly, at all. we did. Yeah. Yes, and then I just got back from dinner with our friend Eric Ambler, who took <gasps> me and uh, Jackson out to dinner with his girlfriend Alyssa um, because of 
the whole chase thing, yes. <laughs> which Jackson basically got uh, our friend Eric onto the show The Chase uh, by suggesting his name during the interview rounds, and Eric won a bunch of money, and so we got to have dinner to celebrate you Eric's buy win. You nice Hello, I'm gonna, I will take it. I will have this espresso martini. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Eric. I haven't seen Eric. I know he's doing really well. That's good. I love that. Um, and I'm thinking I must have done other things this week. It was just, it was a good week. It was a good time. I think things are going well. We're, we're trying to get some remixes happening from, from oh. the good parts. Oh, I'm enjoying so this. So everyone stay tuned for that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just in a good place, you know? Good. I went on a date on Friday. Ooh, I know you did. Yes, I went on a date and on the date I stepped in dog poop. Wait, I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah, I stepped in dog poop. Oh. And it's funny because we saw the dog poop before we went in to go get yogurt. And we were like, oh, that dog is pooping right in front of the yogurt place. <laughs> then as you were leaving. And then as I was leaving, what did I do? I stepped in the dog poop. The person didn't pick up the poop? The person no, the it, dog? Was, it was, I mean, I don't want to get too graphic for our <laughs> listeners. So if you don't like stories about poop, close your ears. Well, I don't. Should I close my ears? No, you have to listen. This is part of your job. Oh. Um, the poop was quite runny. And so it wasn't oh. easily picked up poop. So the woman literally just put the bag on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> like the little poop bag on top of it. That and, is not excusable. If so, you have a dog, you have to deal with your dog's runny poop. Yes. Because like I, I don't have to. I shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to deal with I it on your date. On, I was wearing white shoes too. I'm it did sure. not. It was just got on the bottom of the shoe. Thank though. God. And so the guy I went on a date with <laughs> was very. We both had bottles of water. Like mm. thank God, because the yogurt place just so happened to be giving out free bottles of water. It wasn't and, the Demi Lovato yogurt place, was it? Because we love close to that. Demi one. Lovato. It was not the Demi okay. Lovato yogurt place. <laughs> I would no. love that. This, this was a regular yogurt land they did not offer offensively titled diet foods Mm-mm. um and so <laughs> so i like walked out and luckily like we both had like free bottles of water so we poured it on like the bottom of my shoe and he took his mask and like wiped ew he should have done that well and then he threw the mask out oh, oh okay. he did not like, save the mask. i thought it was a cloth like this is my mask moment not like a disposable mask no it was a, no it was like a cloth mask oh. but it was like a cheap one and like it was oh. just you i mean who at this point who does not have 12,000 masks it's true in their apartment I, I, I would and not so, do that on a date with someone my cloth mask like girl best of luck to you <laughs> <laughs> well like we were outside the whole time he didn't need sure like, for the rest of the night sure so he like like cleaned off the bottom of my shoe with his mask and then we threw everything away okay honestly. yeah um so yeah i stepped on dog poop in a date you know what that it's like when it rains on your wedding day it's a good omen exactly <laughs> you yeah. know we love that totally um so yeah i guess that's all I did for the week. It was okay. a very eventful week. I yes. have to say I'm I'm exhausted again this week. Oh, I went to the chiropractor this week too. You told me that, which I honestly think it's interesting that you would go to a chiropractor for some reason. First person who seems to have like strong opinions on everything. The idea of going to someone who's going to be like cracking your neck and or back who didn't really go to medical school <laughs> seems <laughs> Seems like something you wouldn't do. I was surprised when you told me. Oh, that. that's interesting. Well, I'm a very pro chiropractor. Well, my mom used to work for a chiropractor oh. when I was like from like ages like three to six. Yeah, yeah. And so I grew up. Well, didn't grow up. I spent three <laughs> years like going to the chiropractor often because like the chiropractor that my mom worked for would always give me and my older brother free adjustments. Right. Little. And so, and my mom always swore that like that's the reason why we weren't sick. <laughs> like <laughs> as children. Um, I so, love that. so we were always very like, yeah, chiropractors are cool. And so my neck, and then in middle school, I went occasionally because my mom would go and I would go with her and everything. And then um, my neck started hurting, you know, like probably like four weeks ago. Mm. And it just like wasn't getting better. So I was like, I think I need to like see a chiropractor. Yeah. So I went to the chiropractor for the first time in like God knows how many years. Right. Um, and she said I had a subluxated rib. Mm. And she that's not when it's like dislocated, but it's just like a hair off. Oh. And so Did she fix it? She fixed it. Does your neck feel better? Um, my I would say my everything around it like feels better. The, yeah. the neck is still like a tiny bit sore, but it's right. gotten significantly better. That's great. And she was like, "Oh, the muscles in your neck will probably are probably sore. That's mm. probably what's causing the neck problem because it's like overcompensating for the rib problem." Oh. So, but I have like a follow up next week, so I'll keep you posted on that. I, oh, but I no, well, and I crack very easily. Like I you can do just crack like, a lot. You're I a cracky. Can just like crack my back. You're a cracky easily. person. I just don't know that yeah. I I. I'm scared. I would be like, I feel like there are some accidents that can happen. Like you didn't go to men's school, <laughs> and I just they did whatever school they did. Go they to. did go to know. some school. I just I I feel like I. It would be I I don't think I could go It's like I don't want to be Accident I don't want an error to happen And for everything to be changed You no, know They're professionals 
Yeah, I, I I've never <laughs> been afraid nervous. of a of a crack. Like my body cracks so easily, and I just do it, it so naturally. Me. It scares me. It's, I'm I'm not. And sometimes you watch those it. videos at people at chiropractors, and the crack is so big, and you look yeah. for a second, and it's like. Please move again. <laughs> like, I just need you to move. And then they do, and you're like, oh, thank God. But, oh, but it's it like, feels so good. That stress, that one second of stress is enough for me to never go to a car practice. No, you Ever. should go. It's fine. Oh, I'll never go. Oh, you, so you don't like like cracking your knuckles? I don't, but e- yeah, no, I'll never go. That's crazy. Not to once. me, there's nothing better than a crack. No, I don't, I I don't a crack, crack a lot. No. Well, um, I mean, it's your loss. I guess so. I guess you, so. All of your rigs are probably subluxated. I bet point. they are. And they're just going to have to stay that way. <laughs> um, so the BET Awards were tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were two things of note that happened that I saw. Mm-hmm. One of which is uh, Lil Nas X performed Call Me By Your Name. I watched mm-hmm. the performance. It was very, I when watching it at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is kind of remember the time thing. Because he's like doing, it's very, um, you know, like Egyptian kings and queens kind of vibe. Uh, gayer and sexier than sure. the time was. And then in the breakdown of the song, The Dance break he's literally doing the remember the time dance and then he starts singing remember the time i'm like okay get it. <laughs> i guess this was not an accident so that was cool and then he ends making out with one of his dancers which i thought was very cool on the bt awards we love that i love that and then a cardi b revealed that she is pregnant with her second child i saw that outfit and that, that was a whole lot of belly that in that was, outfit. yes that was a belly in the outfit she then has a new picture up on her instagram i'm sure and up on her twitter of you know, just her showing her belly and it kind of being covered in wax or something artistic and oh. just like I am pregnant again, which is great. I'm excited for her. I do, you know, you know, whenever an album, a person is pregnant, that's a musician. I'm always worried about their album rollout, but it doesn't mm. seem like there's been much album rollout post WAP anyways. So like, just let her have the baby and then we'll put out a new amazing uh, so post up, excuse me, up was another single, but then, um, let her have the baby then she'll have another big single and be able to put out her full album that's what I hope for her okay and I hope that the baby is happy and healthy of course of course (laughs) (laughs) we're always looking out for the babies and for the singles yes both both are important (laughs) right we don't want to mess up the rollout and we don't want the child to be unhappy of course yes congratulations to her I also think it's funny like wasn't there a moment uh like after WAP where like she filed for divorce or something and then she took it back. I felt like we talked about her possibly getting a divorce and now she's very much married and having another baby with this man. So truly couldn't tell you. I I truly don't remember. I just don't. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't think we should be, I should be reporting on when people file for divorce and stuff because you never know when it's actually going to take and when it's not. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, okay. Next up, there is more news. Um, I mean, we talked about it. On our YouTube, but it, I'd be remiss not to speak about Miss Britney Spears this week. So it was a very intense. Week. Matt Steele, tell the people what happened. So Britney Spears finally testified in court about and revealed w- what many of us already sort of assumed right. that she was not happy with her conservatorship, but we were actually able finally able to hear from her mouth yes. what her conservatorship like entailed, the crazy things that are done to her how she is chemically enslaved yes. and is not allowed to re, uh, remove the IUD from her body how yes, she wants to have a baby she wants to have another baby and they will not let her remove the IUD or go to the doctor to do that she didn't do the Dominion tour and she was worried that they would retaliate against her and they did by sending her to a four month rehab program for rehab for what we don't know because she doesn't even drink uh, and then also having her um, psychiatrist prescribe her lithium mm-hmm. for months which she had never taken before and she's like it made me feel drunk I couldn't speak to my parents she says that she was uh, prescribed lithium because she there was something she didn't want to do on her Dominion tour like some sort of dance yeah, she didn't want to do something. a dance move she said no to and, something and so they told her psychiatrist that she was being difficult she was not taking her medication and which was untrue essentially just like sabotaging her and <sighs> making up this lie about her right and so her psychiatrist was like okay well I'm prescribing you lithium and, but, Horrifying. and she, she couldn't be like well I don't want to take that she had to take it. Yes, because she can't be, she's not in charge of her own person. Essentially, she is forced to drug herself um, with this crazy (sighs) drug. It's just so insane to me. And just the more I think about it, just the more upset I get because, because people have like asked me, they're just like, well, what if she actually is mentally unstable? And it's like, well, 
if she is as mentally unstable to the point where she needs a conservatorship, then why is she still being forced to work? Exactly. Why would you force a mentally unstable person to work? Clearly, she's stable enough to perform on stage, make four albums, go on tour, and line your pockets with money. It just was... A moment in her life that she was having a break for sure, and the people around her took advantage of her because they could knew they could make money off of it. This has been happening for 13 years, and if you listen to her testimony, that's not a person who is not in charge of her faculties. That's not a person who can't make a decision about what she wants in her life. Like, even if her medical history, which I feel like this becoming this huge secret that uh, Jamie and the legal team behind the conservatorship is always like, oh, we're scared about her privacy and her medical history being out into the public. And it's like, I don't think Brittany cares. Like if the thing is, oh, I have a mental illness. There are lots of people with mental illnesses that don't have conservatorships. Mm -hmm. Like she can manage that on her own. I just, it's heartbreaking. Watch our video. We go and talk about it. So we don't want to rehash here. But the other things I want to say about this that we didn't say in the video, Justin Timberlake, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, he tweeted a message of support, which I guess on a high level is nice or whatever, but it's like, you are pretending as if you did not capitalize off of Britney's downfall throughout your entire career. Your first album wasn't based on like, oh, Gigi did on me with Wade Robson, and that you haven't been calling her a crazy bitch on stage when introducing Cry Me a River and or What Goes Around Comes Around or whatever anti-Britney shit you've put out since. And... It's just like, don't try to be nice now after like you've been forced to apologize to this woman after talking about her in interviews for a good 20 years. And she said nothing about you. She's like danced to your music on Instagram. And all you can do is be like, oh, Britney, bitch. It's just like not now. And we don't need you and Jess's support. Like you could just sit this one out. That's how I feel. Okay. Mariah popped in and said, Brittany, we love you and support you, which I thought was very nice, not just because I love Mariah, but also because you th- you read that chapter in Mariah's memoir when she talks about the whole glitter period and the fact that her mom and brother were attempting to take control of her finances right after she signed the biggest solo record deal of all time with Virgin mm-hmm. Records. And she's like... Why were they on the record company side and wanting me to work and trying to get me institutionalized because they wanted to be in charge of my estate that mm-hmm. I had worked so hard for? So if just a few things had been different in that time period with Mariah Carey, she could be Britney Spears right now, uh, which is just terrifying to think about. That's devastating. And I, I'm just I'm excited for Britney to be free of this. I think that there's so much heat and so many eyes on this conservatorship now that we have to be reaching the end or getting close or something. So I, I will free Britney. All we have to say about this is free Britney. I know we're saying it. It's time. Yeah. So okay, this is another guy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, another guy. Another guy. This uh, a football player, Las Vegas Raiders, um, NFL player Carl Nassib makes history as first active NFL player to come out as gay. The positives. This is cool. Uh, Visibility, representation matters. He donated $100,000 to the Trevor Project along with his coming out. Yes. The fact that he just made it a simple... Like video, yes. like instead of like uh, asking for a TV show, I am going to be <laughs> uh, donating money. And we love that about that. Yes. So this was nice to read about for a good 24 hours <laughs> until it came out that he is a registered Republican. And I think, did it say he voted for Trump? Are we sure he voted I, for Trump? I have not seen anything that said that. Okay. I saw that he was a registered Republican right. since he was eligible to vote. Okay. I don't know how old he is now. I don't either. Okay. Maybe, I don't know that it says. Okay. He looks, old, he looks old, but he's also a football player, so like he could be 12. He's 28. <laughs> but he looks 35. Okay. So he was registered to vote much longer before Trump. Yeah. So, it, so people are kind of like... Like people just want to know who did you who vote did for you in twenty sixteen? And like that's what we want to know. I, I mean he could he could have clarified by now. He could have. He could have. And he didn't. And, he and the thing yet. is, when he came out, I was happy, especially the Trevor Project part. I thought that was very cool. Of course. But you just look at that square face <laughs> and his big muscles and like truly prove me wrong. We hate a stereotype. And and we know that Trump is partially Pennsylvania's fault That's, and he is from Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's just I just was it was like a cautiously optimistic. And so I need him to come out and say something. And it's like sure there are people of all stripes who are a part of the LGBTQ community, but like if you voted for Trump, 
and you're a gay or non-straight person, I have a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. Like, well, and it's also kind of just like maybe like when you were in the closet, you voted for him because like your family did and like you were whatever. Yeah. But it's like, how do you feel about him now? But sir? even still, it's like... Uh, even if your mind completely changes just because now you are a part of a community that he was trying to oppress, you could have been thinking about your future brothers and sisters yes, at the time. That is also very right. Like, it's kind of like we just need, if he just clarified like one simple thing or maybe yes, two, just like yes. if he just gave us some more details, just some about details, that, we'd appreciate it. Congratulations! congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, congratulations for sure. Of course, but yes. We have questions. But just a couple, just, just a couple, couple questions. Just a couple questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's not really much to say about this, but Rachel Lindsay uh, has a new had a new article in New York Magazine in which she talks about being the Bachelor's first black lead and how basically the fandom has turned on her completely because uh, Chris Harrison was fired after having an interview with Rachel mm-hmm. in which Rachel took, like not even took him to task, asked him about a contestant who was going to basically on the show and clearly getting the winners at it who was on the season with the first black Bachelor, Matt James, and she had gone to... Uh, some sort of confederacy party of some kind in uh, her college days. And Chris Harrison defended her staunchly, defended this confederacy girl. And uh, so now the fandom, now that Chris Harrison has walked away with tens of millions of dollars, lest we forget, the fans are like, how could Rachel do this? She ruined everything. They gave her, they let her be the first black bachelorette. And they, you know, she just ruined our show. And it's like, Guys. Guys, Rachel didn't do shit. She didn't do She anything. literally was just like, she asked about something. She and works at Access Hollywood yes, and was, was conducting an interview. doing her job. She didn't, she doesn't work like for The Bachelor. No, but bachelor. The, like, she was still in the fold. Like she was co-hosting a Bachelor podcast with another former Bachelorette named Becca. Mm-hmm. But because of all the hate she has received, she's like, I can't do this. Pod-. I, she's And just because of all the things that happened with Chris Harrison, all the hate she was receiving, all of the terrible ways that they had been dealing with race on the bachelor franchise she's like i am fully stepping away like i will not come back and like help your next bachelorette talk about Mm. anything i will not be a part of anything that abc and or the bachelor is doing i am going to completely disassociate myself from you and i just advise you to all read the article because it's very interesting it's very like it's kind of like Britney talking about the conservatorship and that she's not breaking new ground and like, oh, this is more than what I assumed was happening. But just to hear it being like, oh, yes, I asked why, like I asked about appearing like the angry black woman in this argument with this girl when I was on The Bachelor and I was just a contestant. And I was and I said, God, I hope you just keep this in so people can see what it's like. And they're like, oh, that will never see the light of day. <laughs> what you like once because they were like when we sat down with her. We knew she was going to be the first bachelorette, like the mm. first black bachelorette. We knew we had to get a black lead of the show because that, like, the head of the network was a woman who was like, "We need a black lead," and they were like, "Well, it can't be a man. We can't have a black man going in and like having sex with these white people's daughters." <gasps> People aren't ready for that, exactly. And again, this is like 2018; like, it's <laughs> not long ago. And so they had this whole master plan. And so she's like, "There was shit I did on that show that." could have made me look horrible. I got mm-hmm. really drunk and threw up in a toilet and was saying crazy oh, stuff. Oh, Rachel. I know. I was like, icon. But they cu- then they cut it all out because wow. they were like, we have to edit her this way. So they have so much control over how people come across. It's just unbelievable. And just Rachel has really been through it. But too- and when she was the Bachelorette, she's like, I want, there were no black producers the entire Bachelor season I was on. I want there to be black producers here. I want all of this stuff. And then she talks about how a main focal point in the house when she was the Bachelorette was a racist person that they cast mm-hmm. because it was like, oh, she there's gonna be a lot of black guys in the house and like she's the black Bachelorette and like he's a racist. Like this will be great TV. And it's like, really, for your first black lead, that's like the go to thing. Ugh. I know. I, what I find so fascinating is she's she's like it's so frustrating because like they didn't portray they didn't show my bad side yeah. on the bachelorette right. it's, it's it's so interesting because normally you would be thrilled <laughs> that like oh they, thank god they didn't show me drunk and throwing up but it's right. like no she's like i wanted to be portrayed as like a real person right like, i don't and know I, I think it's i or more so 
not that she's unhappy that they edited it out, but more so that she, her image was being manipulated yes. for profit. Yes. Like, she was, that's what's gross about she it. She certainly noticed it. And she wanted to have the conversation about blackness and how it feels to be in a house full of white women and being called a bully by one of them. Mm-hmm. But that was just like, we are not going to have that conversation. That's all getting edited out. You're going to appear perfect and credentialed and just law- a lawyer who's smart and wonderful and who Nick, who Nick loves but just doesn't love enough to marry and so you'll be the lead. Because it's just... It was all planned out from the beginning, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, and that's so much pressure put on her. I like, know, I she know. Didn't ask to like be seen as like the perfect person. Like, like and the thing is, but the thing is, she would have never gotten the role if she had not been that. Like, there are so many white bachelor and bachelorettes who are just like, oh, I I was in beauty pageants growing up, and mm-hmm. like I just love my mom and live at home, and like, and it's like Rachel's like, yeah, I'm a full lawyer, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like she had to check every single box to be considered she had to be exceptional in a world where mediocrity is celebrated anyways um in other news lady gaga's 10th anniversary edition of born this way has been released and uh there are many covers of songs by queer artists and allies songs of um the born this way era and i just wanted to point out and i mean i think it's come across in our time together that i'm just a stan of ben platt and his voice but ben platt's version of you and i is so fucking beautiful. Like I'm telling you, I have not heard any of these tracks. Uh, well, it's it's really nice. It's uh, Kylie Minogue on "Mary the Night," your song. Oh. <laughs> years and years on "Edge of Glory." Um, Orville Peck, who I guess is a gay country person, on uh, "Born This Way," and um, Big Frida is on "Judas," and Ben Platt's "You and I." Just fuck. You better Shit. fucking sing. And he put out even a little video for it where he's like singing in a bar and he has eyeliner on. I'm just like, King, <laughs> love right. it. Love it. So I just can't recommend that enough. So thank you, Gaga, for getting Ben Platt to sing that song so beautifully. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any non-depressing news left. Oh, <laughs> I found this to be surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found this to be surprising. Steven Spielberg, has uh, his production company, has announced a multi-year partnership with Netflix. And he was kind of a big proponent of uh, only allowing movies released on... Wait, excuse me. He didn't... Oh, speaking against allowing movies released on streaming platforms to be eligible for Academy Awards, but has since changed his mind. <laughs> I think the... The thing that Steven Spielberg will fight for, I think he realizes, like, okay, this is inevitable. Um, movies will be released on streaming platforms. Right. But the thing that a lot of these streaming platforms do is they release on streaming and in theaters simultaneously. Mm. Um, so I think Steven Spielberg might have just sort of figured, you know what, if I partner with Netflix and everything... It, they can be more encouraged to put more money into, you know, th- these films... And release them in theaters mm. as opposed to just streaming and everything. If like the great directors like me and Scorsese and everything, <laughs> like it, like if we and like Alfonso Cuarón with like Roma and everything, um, if these like great directors work with Netflix, that encourages Netflix to not just be like, oh, we're just re- releasing to streaming. Right. It encourages them to be like, we'll release to both, mm. you know, or like have it in theaters for like two weeks right. and then streaming or something like that. Um, because now you just see all the time in the movies that are successful in theaters are just like the, the superhero movies yeah. and everything or the, F9, or the, 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 Fast franchise, Nine just got. the franchises. And so, um, like even like in the Heights, like disappointed box yeah. office wise. So, yeah. so I think they realize like, Oh shit for a non franchise movie to get the theatrical release. It deserves does I guess need to partner with these streaming platforms. But do you think that Steven Spielberg's going to release any of his movies just on streaming? No. You don't? No. Okay. No. Oh no. Like right. like like um uh like new movies yeah. any new No. Oh god no. All right. Yeah. Well, no. keep, I, I do mean, not foresee that in this You saw his quote though. This quote sounds his quote is he wants people to find their entertainment in any form or fashion that suits them. Mm-hmm. Big screen, small sp- screen. What really matters to me is a great story and everyone should have access to great stories. Yes, but that doesn't mean that he's like, I will never release a movie in a movie theater again. No, I, that's, I didn't say that. I literally asked, no, I asked, is he going to release one? Do you think he'll release a movie mm-hmm. that goes straight to streaming and not in theaters? 
that's what I that's the question yeah and I, you no it's not I, you just said he'll never release a movie in theaters again which I never said no 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 <laughs> I thought you, you were asking me will he ever release a movie just to streaming yeah. and not to theaters no he will not do that he okay. will oh he will only release like all right we'll keep our no but like all of his movies will go to movie theaters all right <laughs> like yeah Oh, you thought I was saying no? Yeah, he, he will never no. I thought you were saying no. I thought it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I just feel like he doesn't like. I feel like Netflix threw a bunch of money at him, and he doesn't like any sort oh, of well, fe- strong feeling he had is not as big as the dollar amount he was given I by mean, Netflix. I mean, I have no doubt about that too. <laughs> that like you know Netflix gave him a lot of money, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like well because it works so well with like Scorsese and The Irishman and everything, mm-hmm. and Alfonso Cuarón and Roma and everything. So. I, I I definitely under, I get it. And I think it's better to, Steven Spielberg's probably just like, it's better to work within the system mm. that is happening as opposed to like just begrudgingly like trying to fight, right. you know. Right. Okay. Well, Derek Chauvin was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison. So that's good. We'll see how many of those years he actually serves. But. Oh, yeah. Uh, the number, the number is not a little number. So I appreciate that. Mm. Um, we'll see for, for a cop. It's a big number. It is a big number. It is (laughs) a big number. So I hope this sets precedent that to give cops the big number. I hope so too. I mean, clearly getting cops, you know, convicted was such a fucking hurdle anyways, but exactly. And, and, and I'm, I'm not, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the condominium thing in Miami is the most horrifying thing. I've oh, ever. what happened with that? I just a, feel like the half of the building collapsed. Yes, and the, and, and uh, it, half the building collapsed. And initially, they were it, there are no signs of it being terrorism. There are no signs of it being a natural disaster. Mm-hmm. So it must be just like a structural problem that occurred. But initially, they're just like, oh, just don't worry, just one person died. But then, as the days went on, it was like, oh, one hundred and fifty nine people are missing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. No one really knows what happened. It's just such a huge building and it's so many people that are missing and, and could be dead. It's just mm-hmm. really heartbreaking to hear about because it's so random. Yeah. It's just like, how did this happen? What was the cause? I, I feel for the families. It just is horrible. And I feel like, is that is this something that there's a video of? I feel like there's definitely pictures of it, but I'm like, is there a video of this thing collapsing? I don't want to see it. Oh, I don't want to see that. I don't yeah. want to see it, but I wonder if it exists. It just is like horrifying and i i just feel so badly for all of those people i know it's it's devastating it's just yeah and um the last news that is not fun is chris brown it's just i, I he did what i didn't see this he abused another woman oh skip this we're he, not about i mean no what we're talking about is <laughs> he's, he's a piece of shit in the fact that he is still being given a platform. Like, yes, I obviously don't listen to his music myself, but you look at the Billboard charts every few weeks and he's like in the top 10. Really doing what? He's on songs. He had a song with is Drake recently. Is he releasing recently. music? Yes. Oh, God. He releases albums, a top albums, and songs that do well. I had no idea that this happened. Yes. I had no idea that. And he- it's also like people are surprised that this happened. It's like, no, he's shown us who he is. Why don't we just wipe him from the face of the planet? And why are we still playing his music on any station? How does he still have fans? It's just as horrifying to me. Yeah, no, we're and done. <laughs> I, are we not? But it's like, are, I, we can say we're done. I want the world to be done. Why isn't the world done with him? Well, I've, clearly this news piece didn't make much traction because I didn't hear about it. But is it. that better or worse? I like, mean, shouldn't that's obviously we know, bad. Shouldn't we know the horrible things this person does so he doesn't sneak onto our radio stations again? Well, like, the I world just, is signing out through the Two Game Ads podcast. Yes, you're welcome. I just don't, if you, have, if you listen to him by accident, you can go to Spotify. And I'm pretty sure they still have a feature where you can like turn an artist off, turn them <laughs> off today. That's what everybody should do over the course of this break that we're about to take. But we'll be back. We'll be back soon with more to get Matt's the podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello. 
We're back. That's true. We're back. We're and this back. time we got some emails. Matt Palmer asked some questions on it or got some questions on Instagram. Yes. Uh, so this is email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart. If you email us at two gay mats at gmail.com to spell T W O. Uh, so we got some emails this week. First one came to us from TV and TV just emailed us like all the audio clips of the Brittany. <laughs> didn't, didn't ask a question, but we appreciate yes, it. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, TV stand. Um, and so the actual the first question that we got uh, comes to us from Brandon. Brandon's subject line is Girls 5 Eva. Uh, hey, Matt, thank you for blessing us weekly with this warm hug of a pod. <laughs> I just finished the first season of a show and wanted to know if you watched. It's called Girls 5 Eva. It's about a girl group who reunites once a rapper samples their single hit from the early aughts. It's created by Meredith Scardino, who is writer of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and also executive produced by Tina Fey. This Queen. show's DNA is deeply embedded in Tina's style of comedy writing, given that there are more jokes in a single line than one can comprehend. The cast is stellar, the writing is top-notch, and the music is hysterical in addition to being genuinely good. I really think the show is right up both your alleys and would love to hear your thoughts if you watched. Uh, this show is on Peacock, so I've not watched it yet. We don't have Peacock, or I don't have Peacock. We have um, Peacock. Do we? Yeah, it's on our TV. I've watched stuff on Peacock. I think, I mean, I don't pay for it anymore. Well, I sure as hell don't is pay it, for it. And it's still going? Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh did might. you like pay for it once? I, I paid for Yes, I did pay for it once to watch Save by the Bell. Oh, I, I, I guess I'm not watching Peacock anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wow, it's still there. Um, well, I guess neither of us have watched Girls No, but I've heard good things. Yes. And, and when I, I saw the trailer for it, yes. and I found the trailer hysterical. It was. I Like just the ending... Because they're singing their song Girls 5 ever or whatever. And then the end of that trailer where they say, what are you waiting five? <laughs> is truly like one of the biggest belly laughs I've given like this year to a piece wow. of like scripted content. Like truly hysterical. It does seem it's like right up my alley, but I won't Matt Palmer stop paying for me. I mean, I'm <laughs> interested in it. I think the first episode is free on YouTube maybe and I will watch that and if I'm into it, I will get it. And I love Sarah Bareilles, obviously mm-hmm. waitress. She's an amazing person there. So I'm interested in listening to it and diving uh, into it and uh, watching Rachel, it. Uh, Rachel um, from uh, uh, Rachel Bloom? No, no, from mm-hmm. Hamilton. Oh, yes, I do love her. Yes. I don't know her. I never knew her name, Holy really. shit. Holy is shit. Rachel, what? You sh- <laughs> is, it Ra- is it Rachel? How did I forget is her it name? Rachel? I don't know. That's- All right, whatever. Look, look it up, I guess. I will look it up. Um, uh, so the next question comes to us from the person who is responsible for two gay mats existing. Isn't it Renee? Renee Elise yes, Goldsberry. Okay. <laughs> Why was I thinking Rachel? Sorry. I, yeah, Renee Elise Goldsberry. Um, so this comes to us from the person who is responsible for the two gay mats existing, and that is Matt Schley. Yes. Um, who is the person who I replaced in the house where I moved into where I met Matt Palmer. Yes. Um, Matt Schley says, podcast question. Dear Matts, I saw Matt Palmer asking for questions on Insta, but my cue wouldn't fit in the little box. <laughs> First of all, happy belated birthday to Steel. Thank you, Matt Schley. Uh, my question question as a fellow Matt is, what was your journey to being called Matt? I still am Matthew to my family, and Matt started with friends when I was mm. first in first grade or so. Love, Matt. <laughs> this is confusing with so many Matt. This is a very interesting question. It is. Because I feel like every Matt has a different journey with being called Matt. Uh, my name is Daryl Matthew Palmer, and mm. so... but. All of my families have the first name is D. I think the plan was always to call me Matt or Matthew because it was the biblical name. And I just from my entire life, as far as I remember, I remember being called Matt. Um, It was Matt. It was Matthew. I feel like it's more Matthew when I'm like in trouble. It's like, Matthew, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, when I love that tone in the second syllable. (laughs) It goes Matthew. Matthew. And it gets into chest voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's very bad. But I feel like it's it's Matt generally um, Matt with friends. I've had like one ex call me Matthew, which was odd. But I love it when I'm dating a guy and he calls me. I, I have like I, I love it when I he have calls a very me high level uh, <laughs> idea about this, but I feel like if you are dating me and calling me Matthew, you're toxic. <laughs> 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 but it, I, I have nothing to really back this up. But it's a theory. <laughs> Uh, I will say the last guy I dated who called me Matthew is someone who Matt Palmer is not a fan of. Uh, <laughs> then you're not. I assume you're not a fan of this person either. I, I wish him the best. Oh! <laughs> but um, so I yeah, wish him the worst. <laughs> I uh, have been called Matthew 
by everyone up until and like people tried calling me Matt in elementary school and I was like no I don't like being called Matt I like oh, being called Matthew interesting um and then in middle school uh or maybe like end of elementary school I kind of just got used to people calling me Matt okay and then more and more used to and then everyone just started calling me Matt except for the only people who call me Matthew are my mom my mm. brother my stepdad occasionally, my dad, and my aunt on my dad's side. They're the only people who call me Matthew. All right. And this guy who I dated who we shall not speak of. No. Uh, but but yeah, so it would name. be very weird if they called me Matt. Like if my mm. mom or brother or my dad like called me, it's like that just doesn't happen. Wow. Um, but then if like one of my like random friends were to call me Matthew, I'd be like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So in home... I am Matthew. So you're friends wise, you're like, don't call me like Matthew is weird. But dating wise, if someone calls you Matthew, you're kind of into it. Yeah, because like they make a point to call me Matthew because I I on the dating apps or whatever. I'm known as Matt and they they call me Matt for the first however long. But then if like they call me Matthew like once, it's like a sort of like a term of endearment. Mm. Like, good night, Matthew. I'm just like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think it's so cute because it's like they're, they're, it makes me feel like homey kind oh. of like they, I don't know. You're really giving out the cheat codes. I'm already on here <laughs> trying to woo you because they will like, have all the keys. I know. It's like, <laughs> they will know it all. Buy me a stuffed animal. <laughs> call me Matthew occasionally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? All right, we did get a couple of great questions. Um, let me see what are some good ones. Oh, Ederson, some good ones. From the years you were born up until now, which songs do you consider to be gay anthems? Oh, a million of them. Yeah, but for only from the ones we were born and then to up till now. So oh, oh, so from like 1999 80. to... Ah! <laughs> so we can't count Baby One More Time? <laughs> um, I mean, Baby One More Time. <laughs> the One first time. one that comes to mind for me is Truly Dancing on My Own. Oh, of course. Like, that is the gay anthem of That's Our I Will Survive, right? Um, Yes, absolutely. I think think it's very interesting that certain, like, pop divas uh, who there is the big song that they are known for by the general public, and then there's the song that the gays gays respect. It's sort of like when the general public thinks about Robin, of course, they're like, oh, show me love. But it's like, no. No. Dancing on my own. And so many other tracks. But, um... How for like Carly Ray, like the general public's like, oh yeah, call me maybe girl. And it's like, no, no, run, run away, away with me. me. That one could be one too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's like uh Madonna's very much like hung up. Right. Is hung up as a gay anthem. And gay song. I feel like but I do feel like there's sometimes crossover with between like the public song and the gay song. Because I do think Share Believe is just Oh, of course, <laughs> yes. Just the gay anthem. That and is a gay anthem. And you know what? And I don't mean to talk shit about not uh, to talk shit about a, a song from an album that I was just talking about and praising because we're happy it's 10th anniversary. But I feel like Born This Way is too on the nose. Like, I think it's it's too, it's aiming so clearly to be the gay anthem that it's not. Mm -hmm. You know? Am I wrong there? It was written to be a gay anthem. And it's it's sort of like when something is, like, written to make people cry. Yes, it's like, like the end of the notebook. When you're just like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) You need to get over the end of the notebook. I'm still mad about it. I mean, you know. I just feel so manipulated. It's, it's, I would, I would argue for... Lord's supercut. Oh, <laughs> I would say that absolutely is absolutely it is. We've all been there. Yes, I would say that is like sure, Lord's that's gay a anthem. Great, oh my Madonna God. or uh, Madonna, uh, uh, memorize outside. Oh, obviously, of course. I mean, I hope. I hope uh, uh, gays know that. I hope enough gays know that because yes. it is. If you're a Mariah Carey fan and you're a homosexual, that's your favorite song. Period. Um, okay, let me see another good one. We got a lot of good ones throughout. Um, like one from my friend Lindsay was just, what did Jamie Lynn know? And it's like, girl, if only we know. I don't know. <laughs> if only we knew. Um, there are a few cool ones. Oh, Matt Steele, what is your favorite pop song slash album? This is from uh, our friend Jennifer. Uh, my favorite like pop album. Uh, I've, I'll, I'll give a couple. Like ones that are important to me. Spice World, obviously. Yeah. Um, I would say... Beyonce's Lemonade mm. and I would say Robin's Body Talk series. Oh, that's a, that's I would say if I had to like, pick, like my, the top three because obviously like the albums that mean the most to me are the musical theater album, right, right, right. albums and everything. So but, for pop but if I were to pick like those pop are great albums, choices. those would be three that I say had 
a very, very big impact on me in terms of as far as like pop music goes. I mean, there are so many more I can name. But. Right. Uh, well, for me, uh, also from Jen, what's your favorite musical number slash cast recording? Cast recording, I would say next to normal. Uh, I would also say the last five years I've grown into the movie version is what I listen to more often. But the, uh, you know, off Broadway cast recording. OBC with Sherry Renee. Uh, exactly. Yes. Like Sherry Renee was singing. Sherry Renee. She was yes. singing, wasn't yes. she? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else would be up there. Um, what other music? Legally Blonde. Oh, of course. Truly, I <laughs> fucking love that fucking. It's great. It's great. Um, all right, let's see. For Matt, can you give us tips for beginners of music? And Matt Steele, same, but for acting. That's a good question. Oh, God. I don't know if you want to take advice from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing, you're just talking about how booked you are. Booked and busy. I'm, I am booked and busy. You are. Very booked and busy. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I guess just sort of, you're going to get so much criticism. Not like... In, not criticism in like the you'll never make it, but just like you'll you're gonna get so many opinions, I should say. Mm. So many opinions. And what I find that like new actors, the mistake that they kind of make is listening too much to all of these mm. opinions. Which of course is a natural thing to do. Bless you. Thank which you. of Sorry. course is a natural thing to do. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's good to listen to opinions, but it's good to know when to not not take certain opinions to right. which ones to really like listen like which one learning which ones apply to you mm. which i feel like is something that you just figure out as time goes on and you just like get to understand yourself more as an artist yeah. and like what you want to do right. and and just knowing that you can't please everybody yeah like so just do what you do do what you do best and that's going to change throughout the years and just just like keep going and it's exhausting and miserable but like it's really fun. That's really fun. <laughs> like, um, for music, I would recommend, I would just say if you're going to start out as far as like songwriting goes, which I think you should if you're a singer, because especially now with the YouTube of it all and every, like everyone can sing and there's a lot of great singers out there. It's really going to be hard to differentiate yourself as just a straightforward vocalist. Mm -hmm. I'd recommend you start writing songs. I'd recommend you start producing a little if you can try to because then you're not beholden. It's not like, oh, I need to have a great song to like sing to show my voice. It's like you can write that great song for you to sing, share your voice. And mm -hmm. you just it gives you more power. I feel like if there's anything I've learned about anything I've done in life, it's just like you've got to bring a lot to the table and because no one's going to care about it more than you will. Mm -hmm. You have to do things yourself. If you want to make an album, make an album and start, just know that you're going to write a lot of bad songs before you write a good one. Mm -hmm. And when you write a good one and are preparing, prepared as well, best as you can get professionals to beef it up if you want to, but don't, perfect it to death you've got to be at some point be able to let it go and put it out into the world and have people listen to it because even if it's imperfect i feel like it still can resonate with a lot of people so yes that is my recommendation obviously yes it's it's and i know a lot of actors are it's very much the same thing with actors especially like nowadays because it's like you have to create your own content totally and everything and a lot of actors are just like oh but i'm not good at that and it's like well, figure out like something you yes. are good at that could lead to that. Like, yes. are you good at like relationships with people? Because like develop relationships with people who are good writers right. and everything. Right. Another piece of advice, just be nice to everybody. I be know. professional to everybody. Even and you're going to come across a lot of psychopaths. <laughs> yes. And you're just going to have to just smile and just be like, okay. Yes. And just know how to keep a distance. Right. <laughs> yeah. And if you're working with others on something of yours, even if it's a little bit, pay people. People like mm -hmm. to be paid for their work. It makes them feel good. And you don't want to be the per known as the person who like, oh, they produced my song and I didn't pay. Like, it's just like it's that's a bad reputation that could get around. So even if it's a little bit pay people. Something interesting that I always think about um, also to not to like pound this, th these answers to death, but also <laughs> like remember what made you good when you were little. Yeah. Like what your natural talents that you were like born with. Yes. What made people go, oh. When you were five years old, like yes. that, they have talent, yes. like somewhere. Like, remember what made you good back then? Yes. And incorporate that into what you learn through whatever, like, education you totally. get. Totally. Everything. So don't ever forget what you are naturally good at. Right, right. Yeah. I find uh. that a lot of people tend to do that and they try to just, like, 
gear everything towards like what they learn in like school, like acting yeah. school, or I guess like music school or something. And like ha- they have to do that. And it's like, no, 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 no. There is something natural in you already. Right. So yes, use that. Because no matter what well. the trend is musically or I assume acting wise, it's just like that thing in you is going to be consistently good and will be able to shine mm-hmm. if you have different things happening. But you've, you've got to be true to you. Yeah. And it's what will make you stand out as like being yourself. Right. Um, okay, let's try one more. Let's see. Um, uh, we asked, we answered about that Mariah Justin one. What's a song you'd risk life or limb to turn off the radio when it comes on? That's a funny <laughs> question. This, I believe, is from Viv or Viva. I'm not sure, but thank you for the question. It's a good one. Oh, so what song, like... The first one that comes to mind for me is that Lumity, uh-oh. Like, I cannot believe to quote Whitney Houston about Paula Abdul singing off-key on the record. Like, I've never heard a person more off-key than Lumity. And I just, I remember when it was everywhere in, like, 2004, and I was just like, this song makes my stomach hurt. Like, it hurts me to listen to. It's, it is off-key? Yes. I think if it was on-key, though, <laughs> it would kind of slap. I'm not saying it wouldn't, but it's just like, it's not just the chorus. It's like the ver. Honestly, uh, yes. Even it's just like, who? Why is she in a booth? Get her <laughs> out of the booth! It just, oh, it really hurts me. So, what advice do you have for her as an artist? I th- well, I think whatever she's doing now, I bet she's great. Okay, that's my advice. All right. Me. I mean, my we. I think I've said it many times on the two game mats. My like least favorite pop song is Baby. <laughs> I got my boy. It just friend. is so funny because that song girl. wasn't a big hit. I, that's crazy that you say it wasn't a big hit. I, I, I remember it being every Really? Hit. I do not yes. think it because that's the Ain't It Funny remix. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> like, how dare you? That is bad. Oh, I'd like to put Can't Stop the Feeling in there for me. I fucking hate that song. <laughs> I really hate. There the, are people today who still defend that I, song. And the, I went to that song for some reason. I was like, maybe this song's not as bad as I want it. I think it is. And I got to that chorus, the dance, 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 dance. I'm like, I'm going to rip my eyes out. It's one of those, I, okay, I, I don't find the song as like painful as painful. you. Like I'm very much like this is whatever. Um, but it is one of those songs like a, like, oh, this TV show is going to make you cry or like Born This Way was written to be a gay anthem. Yes. Alex just like hit you on the head. It's like, I also don't like a song that's like, we are going to have fun. Like <laughs> It's very it's like, bad. I'm insisting that you have fun yes. right now. It's like, all right, don't force this <laughs> upon me. And it's like, I feel like the limit to that, like, we're going to have fun line is Pharrell's happy. And it's mm-hmm. like they went to the studio, said that we want Pharrell's happy mixed with Bruno Mars on fucking steroids with Justin Timberlake in the front. <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to kill everyone who was involved in this. And also this we is- wrote it for the Minions. Oh. Was it for the Minions? No, it was for uh, Trolls. Trolls. I mean, same. Potato, know, potato. But truly potato, potato. Um but yeah, I think we got some good questions. There are more here, but I think those are probably all we can talk about today. Mm-hmm. So, Matt Steele, uh-huh. <laughs> what's been giving you moments, Guys, darling? I'm so sorry. I really didn't <laughs> have one. And I know I didn't have one last week. I've been so busy. I haven't yeah. had time to like consume anything new. I mean, I loved seeing my friend Carolyn. Yeah. I, I mean, I... And I don't want like my giving me moments to be like, oh, I booked more. I like got more acting work and everything. <laughs> and this, but this was nice. Like my, my, tr- this was the good one was a good. very ho- high profile producer. Yes. And so like the trailer was hooked up. Yeah. Like, oh, was it really? Oh, girl, I had a couch in there. Yes. I had, my trailer had an Alexa Ooh. and like it said on the walls, like ask Alexa to give you a compliment. Right, to, you like, should stop saying her name because she'll say, oh, talk back to us. Ask, <laughs> ask, you know who to yeah. uh, give you a compliment. And so I was like, you know who? Compliment me, please. <laughs> and then it like said something like you are radiant or something. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is wonderful to hear right before you're about to go on set. Exactly. I, that bathroom. That bathroom <laughs> was like as nice as any hotel bathroom. Wow. I have to say. And you better believe I pooped in it. Okay. Well, <laughs> why has poop come up so often on hey, this episode? It was a poopy kind of week. Oh my. But it was, I, but I don't want that to be like, oh, my giving me moments was my glorious trail. I mean, it was six hours of fun. It was like having a good Airbnb. I have to say, take it. True. That's nice. That's, it's, it's true. It's yeah. true. So. Um, well, for me, I feel like, okay, last week I had one additional one that I had, had forgot to mention. I talked about another podcast I was on called The Super Excited Pod, but I'm going to talk about it here just in case you didn't hear that. The Zara Larson album Poster Girl that came out, I believe, in March, but just got re-released with like a summer edition and a few extra tracks is fucking 
excellent. Zara Larson. Zara and like one of our listeners uh, is always asking I us know, questions. I, I, I forget know. your name. I forget who it is, but we <laughs> but is always asking always us. Asking about Zara Larson. Like, are you listening? And to I'm Zara just Larson? like, and we're like, not. no. <laughs> and I just wasn't. Now, I truly wasn't. But for some reason, it popped up. Like, oh, this album just got re-released. Listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it. I'm gonna look through our emails and see. Uh, I have to go through the songs. Like, it's truly if once you not that anyone could ever get sick of listening to Dua Lipa, but if you need Dua Lipa asks tracks, if you feel like that album Future Nostalgia was not long enough not to say Zara Larson's album is as good or as forward thinking or whatever but like these are solid well written dance pop songs and everyone should listen to it I recommend Love Me Land right here Poster Girl the the title track the fact that the chorus begins like holy smokes <laughs> I'm like yes holy smokes I love it I need love I love Ruin My Life which I've heard FFF Falling for a Friend an excellent song and then the bonus the like new tracks they added Morning and last summer, last summer is kind of like a huge, giant, up tempo, almost blinding lights esque, but very beautiful melody. I just think these are solidly, beautifully crafted pop songs, and I recommend everyone listen to it. Okay. You find our Zara Stan? Um, I think it's uh, I think it's Brendan. Brendan, but Brendan also is a patron and asked for a Zara Larson. Poster girl, poster girl. Uh, reaction review shit, but it's like for it's down in the list. We still have a lot of uh, <laughs> requests to do. Yeah, okay. Well, we're gonna get to it. I'm gonna talk about how much I fucking love it. Brendan, this is your week. Brendan, girl. Zara Larson is it. You were right, and I am sorry for taking as long as I did to get to it. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, if you're not watching, if you like reality TV and you like. You know, drama and family, you need to watch Family Karma on Bravo. It is the best show on Bravo. Maybe. Married to Medicine is neck and neck with it. Those two are both doing very well. But like Family Karma is about um, an Indian family. It's like Indian immigrants who have settled in Miami. It's their parents and the kids are both on the show. So like the interview bites are with like, oh, the kid and then both their parents kind of talking with them. And it's about the group of aunties, which is like the older ladies in the community and also their children and how they get along. And it's just so fascinating and interesting. And the drama is light and not as like you know no one it's not like a Candace and Monique like someone's getting dragged onto a table okay. it's very much but there's like three gays on it like there's a, a one gay named Omri he's like might get married to this guy Nicholas who he met elsewhere and then there's this new gay for season two named Dylan who is so messy I love him he's <laughs> such like the because Omri and his boyfriend are just like oh they're lovely and they are working towards getting married and Omri's gonna come out to his grandma next week but Dylan is just like I'm back from Duke <laughs> and like I want to be on this show and so I talked a lot of shit about this straight guy over oh, before this started filming and said oh I bet he sucked some dicks <laughs> and then the show starts up again the guy um uh, oh i forget his name uh, the, the, he's like the main guy on the show i've forgotten his name but he goes up to him in basketball he's like i've been going to therapy to try to like get my emotions out better and so i just need to tell you that if you say another word talking shit about me i'm gonna like pound your head into the ground Okay. And then Dylan's like, oh my God, you need to take that threat back. That threat of violence is not okay. Like, take it back. Take it back. Take it back. And then he's like, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. And, he's, and then they cut to a scene of Dylan retelling this story. And he just was kind of like throwing it off, being like, oh, what a crazy person in the moment. And then in the car, he's like, and then he threatened violence against <laughs> me and like breaks down into tears. And it's like, you are a mess. And I'm so glad you're here. No, guys, nothing <laughs> is messier than a boy back from Duke. It's just like, we saw you. You react and blow as if this was nothing, and you're gonna, and then everyone gets into huge fights that somehow don't involve him about this. Like his older brother defends him and gets into a fight with the guy, and in every turn, Dylan's in the confessional, being like, "This is the last thing I wanted." <laughs> I love it's that. really great, and it's like it's just there's so many people, and it's comedic, it's light, it's a lot of entertainment value. There's some gays. It's really it's really just fun to watch. So I would recommend Family Karma to anyone who's not watching it as of now amazing amazing I thought you were going to talk about what was the show I saw you watching a couple days ago with like the old R&B girls oh shit I was going to talk about that yeah you better talk BT's. about it because I literally watched like half an episode with you it's and I was like this brilliant. is great BT's and I don't know who half of these women are BT's the encore also the best show on television <laughs> this is a group of women all of whom I owned their CD singles growing up <laughs> it's like a member from Total the two twins from Cherish it's Aubrey from Danity Kane it's Nivea who was a solo artist it's Adrian from 3LW uh 
No, Keele from Three All oh, Yes, Keeley. it's well, Keele. Adrian, Adrian oh, is the other one. Adrian okay. Bailon. She's on like she's the talk now. Yes. She um. Is. So it's basically these eight girls coming back to form a super group. And the thing, the reason the show got greenlit is because they had made a version of the show that didn't get picked up, but a scene from it got leaked online and went viral. And mm-hmm. the scene was between Keely, who was in both iterations of the show and Farrah Franklin from destiny child, who oh was Farrah was in the original. They were in the original and, and the they, pilots and, and the they pilot were arguing about like who was the bigger star. And Keely is like, sweetie, you were only in destiny child for five minutes. Did you even sing? And it's like, those are valid points. <laughs> But the encore is essentially all of them being thrown back into a house. They're supposed to make a super group album with eight girls in 30 days. And they have these producers uh, down below. It's Cosign and um, a songwriter, Elijah Blake. And they are, it's just the perfect balance of dramatics and fun and like shade that is not that big of a deal. And, mu- 90s, and, R&B mu- and 90s R&B music. <laughs> and it's like, is there anything else I would want to no, watch? This more is than like that? your dream. It's a br- it is literally I have literally can go to my house and get all of their CD singles out like every single person there I'm like yep had kissing you from total had that cherished song that was a Sierra song b-side I just had them all I had them all and I love the show it is it, it's produced by Carlos King who produced the best seasons of the Real Housewives of Atlanta so okay. he clearly knows what he is doing yeah I, I don't know any of these girls but I Shamari from black Okay, I know. I knew Black. Bring it all to me. I knew 3LW. Yes. Didn't even know Danity Kane. Oh. Um, but uh, I was just watching part with Matt Palmer, and I was like, this is brilliant. It's this brilliant. is thrilling. And the fact that everyone has such a specific character, like Total was like this bad boy group. They were, I don't know, just like, they. I think they fought Wendy Williams in the early 90s, like physically fought her. Yes. And Together, now gang. Pam is... Uh, like born again Christian mm-hmm. so every time Pam says anything it's always about Christianity or like she said something like vaguely homophobic that was a moment and then Nivea is literally they're fighting like cats and dogs Nivea's in the background eating throughout it all it's just <laughs> she is the comic relief everyone is such a brilliant character on the show and I just I want them to make a million seasons with the exact same cast because it is a joy to watch I love that An for absolute you. joy I'm thrilled for Gosh, you that, that it exists I am too that was a big win for me this, this week was because I knew the show was airing and I was like, I need to watch this. I need to find a way to watch this. And as soon as I did, I was like, wow, this is as good as everyone says it is. Okay. Ugh. Well, shit. BT is the encore. Can't recommend it enough. All right. Is there anything else we got to tell the people before we sign off? I don't think so. I don't think so. We either. love you very much. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Have great beginnings of your July. Yes. And we'll be back. I can't believe it's July I already. Know. I can't. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so weird. Like, this year just started. But you know what? We're fucking outside. It's true. And I now that things are it. opening, like, everything is going by so fast because it's like, I am so busy. I, know. I can't even have a giving me moments because, like, <laughs> like, my giving me moments is literally like, oh, I pooped in a nice port, like, toilet uh, in a trailer. Like, because I can't watch any new TV or whatever. I think next week we should try to not mention poop. Okay. <laughs> that is my that's my goal for us next week. I don't Can, know. I think this is kind of our brand. I don't think it's my brand at all. I don't <laughs> think poop is my brand. So thank you guys so much for watching and we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.